This, 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 this is mythical. This is Dispatches from Myrtle Beach with Charles Neal and my son Link from Good Mythical Morning. How you doing, Link? Doing good, Dad. How are you? Oh, I've been been doing good down here in uh, Myrtle North Beach. Myrtle Beach, yeah. where, where it's been hot, hot, hot. It's yeah, still it's hot. We're good. getting into August. Yeah. It's still hot. Oh, yeah, it's still hot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you look good. You look good for being sweltering. People say, oh, you look good for your age, Charles. You look good for you. You have a good attitude for your age. You have a... You get all types of compliments, I bet. Yeah, I do. Yeah, a lot of them, you know, uh, just say for somebody your age, you you know, you don't look that age. You really don't look. When I tell somebody I'm 71, they say, ain't no way you're 71. I said, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm 71. Let's say, so, well, what's the, what's the secret, Charles? What's the secret? Living the life the best way you can live it and, uh, Try to take care of yourself and and hard work. I reckon hard work's what kept me fit and trim and yeah, active. You know, active and being active. So I, I think that's got a lot to do with it. Don't take thing, don't so. take no for an answer, and don't take shit from anybody. Or is there a is there a, an occasion to take shit yeah, from somebody? Yeah, there might be occasion. Uh, as you get older, that you take shit from somebody and just kind of let it go on about because yeah. there they ain't no sense. In, it's not worth getting worked up over everything, is it? No, it ain't. No, it sure ain't. You even know, at, kinda, even at my age, it's like I'm, I'm trying, and just to, at the golden age of 45, I'm like, you know what? This isn't worth getting worked up over. I got to. I got to rise above because I feel like the stress can just, it can take minutes, days, years off your life. Oh, yeah. What yeah. do you get? What, 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 what do you get stressed what? out over anything at this, at this stage of your life? I mean, is there some worry mm -hmm. that weighs on you? You lose I, sleep at night over anything? Not very often, not anymore. I mean, it's kind of like you said. I mean, hey, just let it flow and let it keep going because it's, it's, it's going to, hey, it's going to work out one way or the other. Whether somebody likes it or they don't like it, they the one got to deal with it. If they don't like it, I ain't the one that, that it, if they didn't like it, that, that's too bad. I, I did the best I could do, and, and that, that's what. What I'm gonna do and what I'm gonna always do, just you know. And Have I'm you ever been it, one to stress though? Like, oh yeah. So oh, you used yeah. to you used to be wound tighter than you are now. Were you? Would oh, you yeah. call yourself like a warrior? Was it more? Uh, was it that you were intense or that you were? It was nerves or. Anxiety. What what form of it was? Because I know for Papa, he was he seemed to be a worry wart. Uh, mine won't much about being like worrying about what 
what's going to happen or what's going to go on. Mine was more worrying about was I going to be able to get this job through with and was enough people going to show up to work to help me get this stuff finished and yeah, all, you know, stuff like that. So I, I, your mind's more like more work-related worrying about, uh, you know, it's just according to, you know, you you can't worry about the weather if you're doing something outside and it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain, so that you can't you can't worry about that. You just let that go. So, so you you're, you're uh, like me. You worry about the stuff that you're in charge of, the stuff that's up oh, to yeah. you, the stuff that you actually have control over. You oh, yeah. you worry about that. That's how I am. I don't worry yeah, about I, this. like I I like lay, just laying back into the stuff that I don't have any control over. Matter of fact, sometimes I try to convince myself I don't have control over things I have control over, so I don't worry about it as much. Yeah, I'm, you know, and now that I just kind of work by myself, I don't have to worry about it. You know, that took a lot of that off of me, so, you know. Yeah. If I want to get up and go to work, I get up and go to work. If I don't feel like getting up and going to work, I don't just don't get up and go to work. So I probably call the people and tell them, but... You know, I yeah. It it ain't like it used to be when you kind of like stuff you do when you got a deadline when you doing something for a new house and people's wanting to move in it you you got to go to work and see if you can't get through with it but it it ain't like that for me no more but it was for about thirty five years. <laughs> that's good. That's life giving. That's that's where I want to be when I'm seventy two. Well, you'll get there one day. Yeah, I was taking a walk, um, walking the dogs the other morning, and I've I try to I try to use my walks as kind of like instead of thinking about my day and planning things out and like living in the future, I try to stay on the walk. I try to look at the trees. I try to I try to just breathe and just start my day in that moment, you know, as opposed to engaging in the worries and. I'm pretty good at not looking at my phone at all until I get back from my walk with the dogs. So that that becomes like my my special me time. It's it's almost meditative. Yeah. Um yeah. and the other day I was I was walking down the street and sometimes I'll in order to stay in the moment, I'll start talking to the dogs which is really me talking to myself. And what I said to myself was, I don't have anything to worry about right now. I don't have anything. I can't come up with anything that I'm worried about. And it was one thing to think it, but it actually was another thing to say it. And then oh, uh, the dogs were like, me neither. <laughs> you know, that's the great thing about a dog. When I look at my dogs, it's like, you ain't got nothing to worry about. I'm looking at them because I brought them in today. Um, you ain't got, come here, Jade. Come here, Jade. See, look at this. This thing right here ain't got nothing to worry about. You ain't got nothing to worry about. And you know what? I ain't got nothing to worry about. That's right. And granddaddy ain't got nothing to worry about. And that makes me happy. I ain't worried about you. That's right. Look at her. <laughs> People hate the way I handle my dogs. They're like, you may I handle your dogs. They don't care. She loves me. She loves me no matter what. Yeah, they do. 
That's but it's an inspiration. Like yeah. Yep. I ain't got nothing to worry about. I mean, sometimes I do it at that particular, and I have a little something to worry about now, but at the time I didn't. And it was, when you find yourself with nothing to worry about, say it out loud. That's my idea for this episode. Take it away. That's pretty good. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. You know, when you say stuff out, when you say, do say stuff out loud, you hear it yourself instead of not having it just kind of mull around in your brain and it yeah. sinks in a little bit different. So Yeah, and if anybody else hears it, they think you're crazy. Well, it's a lot of people thought I've been crazy a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, par for the course with us. We're, we're used to it. Yeah, yeah, just... Here's to that. Yeah, well, I got I got a little story to tell you, uh, a oh, recognition story. story. So when we, uh, you know, every starts in May down here at North Myrtle Beach, and they have music on Main and have a band every weekend on Thursday night from seven o'clock to nine o'clock. Okay, and if you can see the ocean right behind, kind of like this picture back here now. Mm-hmm. So don't don't uh, tell him it's a picture, Dad. Everybody starts to oh. believe it's real. Oh, okay. That ain't a picture back there. We're sitting on the beach. That's right. But anyway, we Nancy and I got through and we were walking back up to the golf cart and they Belt's were life. Yep. A a guy and girl standing there and when we were walking up and all of a sudden they were and he was a pretty big guy, bigger than me, a lot bigger than me. And he looked and he said, oh, my God, that's Charles Neal from Dispatches from Myrtle Beach. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I said, that would be correct. And we stood there and talked to him, and, and their names were Joshua and Olivia. Shout and, out. Holler and, out. And they were from Blacksburg, Virginia. Okay. And down here at the beach. So shouting out to Joshua and Olivia for recognizing me. And they were waiting for an Uber to go back to the wherever they were staying. And we sat they were, and talked they to were them. They drunk and, off their ass, huh? And took some, uh, took a couple pictures with them and did that thing. And then did the thing. I told That's them right. Bye. Did the famous thing that you do now. And and told them, I said, keep telling people about dispatches from Myrtle Beach and uh, how they can send an email to us. So uh, just just keep it up and keep telling more people about it. He said, we do, we do. So I thought that was pretty neat. So It's a stress-free show, Dad, you know? Oh, yeah. We're sitting here just vibing. We're just vibing off that ocean breeze, catching up with each other. And, uh, you know, Myrtle Beast, dear listener, you're just along for the ride, you know? You're just, just, you're just sitting in on a conversation between two guys. Keep taking it well, easy. You, taking you it easy. Might not, as well be sitting on the beach. You say you probably you probably not gonna like this next part though. The first thing that come out of his mouth was, "Why ain't you? Why aren't you on every week? We don't like this every two week thing." I yeah. said, mm. "I said we'll we'll work on that and see what we." Figure. I, I said, "But we are doing some little uh, 
things many me, many dispatches it, many many dispatches on the thing so but uh, that's not the first time I heard that but and I I, I, I like those you know I listen to them because they make they make me feel like I'm as I'm a Myrtle Beast too and I get to sit here and listen to just a little a little something that you want to share with everybody without me interrupting oh, yeah. you I like that yeah. Hey, me and you interrupting one another is what it's all about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I got a thing, sis. It's a podcast review contest. Oh. Logan explained to me that people write reviews about our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dis- dispatches from Myrtle Beach. On, on like uh, Apple, like an Apple review of the podcast, yeah. And... I just want to do a contest for the best review that we get because we get oh. stuff from from Apple that y'all put it out on these things. So we're going to have a upcoming episode where, uh, and it's for the rest of this month for y'all to send these reviews in. So you'll get a big holler out with what's going on here at, Mur- at Dispatches from Myrtle Beach. So let me get this straight. You are basically... Uh, Bribing people to give a good review of your podcast. That's exactly what I'm doing. If they want to be on and get a holler at, I'm bribing them. You, <laughs> it, what if it's review. a bad review? Are you gonna re- are you gonna read any of the bad reviews? Oh, I'm gonna read through some of them. I see. I'm probably not gonna pick a bad review though. Yeah. <laughs> so y'all hear what he's saying? If you want, leave an Apple Podcast review. It's good for us to get reviews. I think that helps. Um, Helps get the podcast out there. So if uh, hey, you know, we'll kind of, what kind of, what's it called when you sweet you sweeten the pot a little bit? If it's a if it's a notable review, according to you, Dad, you're saying you're going to read the review and give a holler out on the show. I'm with you. That's what I'm going to do. All yeah. right, he's laid down the gauntlet, Myrtle, Myrtle Beast. Are you going to write a review? Is it going to be worthy of Charles Neal himself to read? As a holler out on this show, well, I've, it probably needs to be five stars. It probably needs to be not too long, not too short. Not it needs to it needs to feel sincere. Yet, also, what else, Dan? What do you want? What are you looking for in these reviews? Just, just let let me know how, <clears throat> how much they enjoyed the, the podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the uh, videos on YouTube. I mean. That's the main thing that they enjoy it and express yourself. It. What if it's like uses big words and it's just like journalistic? That would be good. I probably ain't, I probably ain't going to understand it no way. So they gonna oh. have to bring it on down. You know where I can bring understand. it on down. Bring it on down, and then we'll, yep. we'll we'll put it on out. All right, I like that. That's a, yeah. Podcast review contest. You get a shot out. You get a holler out. It's time for another edition of Myrtle Beach Mailbag. You know, just like those emails we want to do for the contest, we <clears throat> got some here to go over this week. And this, this one's from Mo. Oh, Mo sent us one in. Mo. It says, if you're American when you go in the bathroom and American when you come out, what are you in the bathroom? Oh, I know this one. European. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> European. <laughs> European, that's right. Yeah. That's a good move. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Dad, you had never heard that one? Uh, well, I heard it when I read it off the thing and kind of uh, kind of underst- I understood it then. I did uh, get yeah, that. I, I understand that you heard it when you read it. <laughs> I was asking <laughs> if you've ever heard that joke before. I mean... <laughs> No, I ain't, I ain't never okay. heard it before. Before, well, me neither. Uh, Moses I just, email. Me neither. <laughs> European. <laughs> European. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. I, if I didn't know I better, another... I think that was your favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> Myrtle Beast. I'm here to remind you that Good Mythical Evening is back on Thursday, August the 24th at 7 p.m. Pacific, streaming on Kizwee, more uncensored, unfiltered, and unhinged than ever. Go to goodmythicalevening.com for all details and to purchase your tickets. Uh, I got another email from hmm, Camaco Jordan. I hope I pronounced your name right. Kamiko. Maybe okay. that's it. Kamiko Jordan. There you go. He 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 wants to know what's your funniest father and son memory together. And Link, what's the best advice your dad has ever given you? Oh. Well fun some of my funnest memory we had together or funniest? Fun, well, it says funnest. That's what I, my, I'm going to say funnest. The All funnest right, funnest. Thing. All right, we had yeah. some fun together. Yeah. All right, we'll yeah. go with that. I, I, I'm going to say some of the funnest thing that we ever did was going out on the lake with Papa on the boat and getting on the kneeboard and going water skiing and doing all that stuff. Cause yes. It was, yeah, I, I mean. That was special. Papa, Papa liked to, uh, See if we could knock us off the water, the board, or uh, uh, trip me up water skiing and, and make me hit the water and all. So <clears throat> that's some of the probably the you know the funnest times. And then kind of like we talked the last um, probably the, all our Fourth of July getting together and eating and going to see the fireworks and all that stuff like that. So that's. Probably some of the best times I remember when you were growing up and little, and uh, and then you got a teenager. You got Charles Lincoln Neal, <laughs> Senior, Charles Lincoln Neal Junior, Charles Lincoln Neal the Third, all out there on Harris Lake, in the yep. in the view of the nuclear power plant, Sharon Harris. But you're, I'm so glad you brought this one up because that we do have so many fond memories of being out there on the lake, and uh, he liked to jerk us up out of the water, didn't he? <laughs> I, I was actually talking to Christy about this the other day because we were driving in on the five and there's like a, there's a pyramid lake people water ski out there. And I asked Christy if she'd ever water ski and she said, yeah. And I said, didn't believe her. Uh, so yeah, she grew up water skiing with uh, family friends. And um, the more she talked about it, I did believe her. But I was like, I think I could do it now. But I just, I would really need to watch my shoulders, you know, because if you, I mean, if you don't do it right, 
you'll go you'll go head over toes, and or oh, it, yeah. it could just it could just pull your arms out of socket. And my my arms are kind of like prone to come out of socket. Um, mm. but yeah, I always remember. You know, there's there's like these pictures in my mind of you throughout the years as I grew up. It's just like the most badass dad things. Like I remember that I t- was telling you about that the big jacked up four wheel drive Chevy truck you <laughs> had, and I was like, that is so badass. And then when we would go water skiing, and you could do the slalom skiing, and you could do the barefoot skiing, and it was just like country boy cred out the wazoo, man. I just felt like you had it. You still got it. And that was, it was just, yeah, it was so it cool. Was fun. And riding around in the back of the truck, it's just like, I felt like I was doing something dangerous. Yeah. And how fast were, were, were we going on the boat? 30, 35 mile an hour. And then if, if, if you like took a nosedive, Bam! You were just like yeah, it was. You know when we used to do it. I I don't think y'all. You know I always tried it because you'd see it on TV and they'd take that board and they'd flip it over and land back down on the board. And I tried that a bunch of times, but it didn't ever work out too good. You you tried yeah, doing one of these? Yeah, that's high risk. And it, you can stay in the middle and feel kind of safe. And then if you're like, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on the outside of the wake. So like you had that like boop, you go on the outside of yeah. the wake. And then when you came back, you could hit that wake whoosh, and do a little jump and come and and if you did a big one, you could clear the whole wake and jump over to the other side. That's right. Yeah. That yes, yeah, so, I mean that may be my funnest father son memory. I remember we went, you had a camper, you had a, like a camper trailer, and we oh, took yeah. that thing to um Jordan Lake or yep. Car Lake. Jordan we would, Lake. Jordan Lake, and we would we we would set up there for a few days and camp. That was a, that was a good memory. That would just be the two of us. I think that's the first time yeah. we cracked a beer open together. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah. Yep. And it was yeah because it wasn't something we discussed. And I was you know, I mean I was of age. I was tw- I guess I was twenty one. I might not have been. Yeah, maybe I was. It was it was around senior year of college, and it was you know we were just chilling out by the by the camper, and you cracked open a beer, and then you just you said you want one, and I'm like, I just remember that was a moment. You know, it's kind of like this rite of passage where it's like, you know, every other time if you were to crack open a adult beverage, I you know you'd say you want a Coca Cola. Oh yes, I I I think that's going on top for me. Is our, our our cracking up cracking open some cold ones together at Jordan Lake? Oh yeah, but yeah. And what was the other question? Was there? A... What's the best advice your dad has ever given you? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's some good advice for me. Sometimes you just need to keep your mouth shut. Now, uh, best advice. I think it's if even the, I mean. I'm cheating a little bit because you you said this in a in a mini episode, but uh, it's true, and I think that many times you would say it is just like do what you love. You know, it's come up a lot on oh, this yeah. podcast, but like as I was going through all my career changes, the way that you would 
support me through that. I think you, un- you understood the drive to find my thing and to give oh, it a yeah. go because that's, that's what you yourself have done and like finding what works for you, you know? So, yep. uh, you know, the advice kind of rolled up in there. Do what you love, go for it. If this isn't it, try something else. And I, I think that that you know it, it get it that add a bit of confidence has always meant a lot. To say okay, yeah, it's uh, I'm not the first one to take a risk for my own passions. No. Thank you no, for that, Dad. You know, being it's good. I mean, everything you were doing is kind of like what I did, being self-employed. You know, right. you, you know, it's a. Until you get successful at it, it's a lot of hard work and things that goes on. But, you know, if you like what you're doing, keep at it. See, Just there you go. There you go. Yeah. That's good advice. Thank well, you. Well, I got another, I got another email from Emily Poole. My husband and I just recently bought a house and got married in Georgia. Congratulations. Uh, yep. The house is in great condition and we're in the process of personalizing it. Okay, Emily. Personalizing it to make it our home. In one of the bedrooms, I'd like to do an accent wall of floral wallpaper. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching my parents hang and remove wallpaper back in the 90s. Has the process gotten any easier to put up and remove years later if we want to change it? And if so, do you have any tips for making sure it looks nice? Wallpaper well, advice from Charles Neal. Go. And she, she, she ain't going to like my wallpaper advice because I don't like wallpaper. <laughs> and I tried putting it okay. up one time, kind of like your parents, but uh, if... If you want to put wallpaper up, uh, and don't and want it to be put up like you ought to, you ought to hire somebody that does it for a living. Cause uh, then you in, if you ever, are you in the market? No, I don't put. Hey, I don't put wallpaper up. I tear it off walls. That's the reason I don't like it. Because <laughs> people put it up and don't put it up like they're supposed to, and and it's just. Hey, but, but what about peel and stick? Peel and stick is the new thing now, where it's it's I don't supposed even to be easier. I, I I don't even I don't even keep up with it. I don't even know what kind of wallpaper you buy now. What it, how you what you put it up with? If it's still with the glue, and then you put it on the wall. But Emily, I you don't know, and you this. don't care. Just be honest. But. I am going to tell you this. I do know what you need to put on the walls before you put the wallpaper on it. And it's called wallpaper sizing. That's S-I-Z-I-N-G. Okay. And it's it's just a, it's not even hardly like paint. It's real thin. But if you put this on your walls and let it dry a day before you put your wallpaper up, then it <clears throat> it seals the walls up. Where when you take it down, it won't tear the sheetrock up. <clears throat> so oh. I do know enough. If I was going to put it up, I would make sure 
Dramatic pause for water. <clears throat> that you got to put that sizing on the wall where you can take it back down. And this, and for God's sake, don't put wallpaper on top of wallpaper. Take it off and put the other back on. Because <laughs> if you're going to put two up and try to get them off, it's a nightmare. He's I'm upset. You. You've upset him. So, Emily, Emily, I'm sorry. I'm a painter. I'm not a wallpaper person. So uh, that's, that's the best I can do for you because I, I, I don't like wallpaper. We got, <laughs> we got floor wallpaper in our bedroom, wall to wall, floor to floor. And we prayed, we played it. Uh, what do I, what's the word? We paid a pretty penny for it because the person who put that stuff up charged us. And and it, it was a type of design that like it had to had to be lined up exactly right to repeat. Oh yeah. I guess that's yeah. how a lot of them are, like with this floral design yeah. she's talking about. And um he was so meticulous that it killed him. I mean, he literally killed him. He died. The last the last bedroom that he had, the last wallpaper job he had was ours. And he was so good. He was an old guy, poor guy. He was so meticulous. He was great at it. But it killed him. Okay, it, it, he did die, though. Boy, that really took a turn. <laughs> but after you left. I mean, well, uh, so I guess I'm on your side, Dad. It, it, the wallpaper's beautiful. It really is. I don't know if he did the sizing, but everything he I did. Guarantee. And, and yeah. we, we, you know, we've got a fireplace that like is like, Stone that and it's like really, it goes kind of yeah go goes all over the yeah. place, and he was sitting there cutting that stuff to go all around it perfectly, and I I would feel guilty ever taking it down because it was it was literally this guy's last job. He didn't die on the job. We finished. We paid him, and then we <laughs> we we called to get him to do something else, and uh, he was dead. Well. It happens. That's just. That's wallpaper for that's you. That's just life. Yeah, that's just you. <laughs> right. You, you get no sympathy from the Neil boys today. That, that says, well, that's life. Death. That's life. <laughs> yeah, that's just part of it. I'm telling you. Yeah. One day you're hanging wallpaper, and the next year you're hanging yourself out to dry. Well, he didn't. Oh, I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. I don't know how he died. Aww. Come on, Logan, don't be so it's that's life. That's so sad. So Logan, are we gonna do Logan's too sad. Spot, spot. I am sad. Logan's over there tearing up. <laughs> now it's time for a word from our sponsor. Okay, we <clears throat> we got some, some other emails and one's from Lillian McAvoy. When my boyfriend informed me that his family was going on vacation to Myrtle Beach <clears throat> and that I was invited, I was absolutely elated. My question is, what in the heck should I do while I'm there? As an expert, I need your best recommendation for an art-loving, animal-loving Myrtle Beast. You've come to the right place. I I'm going to tell you about a place in this according to what time of the year you come, but it is a beautiful place. And it's called Brook Green Gardens. And it's down below Myrtle Beach, <clears throat> but it's a, hey, it, you can take a trip to Brook Green Gardens, Low Country Zoo in Merle's Inlet to see alligators 
eagles, deer, and horses. Oh. You will also enjoy internationally acclaimed sculptures sculptures amid local floral and 300 species of South Carolina water birds. Oh, are you reading this off the website? Yeah, I'm reading it off Brooke Green's website. Eagles, alligators, and horses? Well, Lillian, let me tell you, this is one pretty place, Brooke Green Gardens. And it's pretty in the summertime, but it, and you get to go and look at all the things that you like and while you're there. But I'm going to give you a little tip. If you get a chance to bring your boyfriend back to Myrtle Beach in the month of December, oh. they decorate this place for Christmas. And all those oak trees that you're talking about, they call it, they call it the Thousand Lights in Brook Green Gardens. And these things are draped down in all these trees. And then Ooh. they have all other kind of lights and stuff. It is one beautiful place to go to at Christmas time, too. Hmm. But I've been there in the summer, too. Now, it's kind of hot, so carry you some water to drink. But it's a beautiful place to go because you will get to see, as you said, your uh, art-loving and animal-loving Myrtle Beast. You'll be able to get to take in all those things there. Yeah. Just take a special day to go down there while you're down here at at Myrtle Beach, so enjoy Brook Green Gardens. Mm. And tell, tell them who sent you. Charles Neal from Dispatches from Myrtle Beach. Yeah, that's exactly what she'll say. Well, we're going. I'm going to try to help somebody that's got in a little bit of trouble here and try to help them get out of the woods. So I, I got a little thing, uh, email here from Stephen. Okay. And Stephen says, I need some advice, boy. Stephen, you come to the right place. Every, they're okay. lining up, Dad. Everybody needs okay. a little piece of you. It's time for another edition of I'll Help You Get Out of the Woods. It says, I have recently gone through a breakup, and last Thursday we had a work party where I made out with a co-worker. Out of boy, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> we were both quite drunk. <laughs> the next day the next day was fine and I both she and I both acted as if nothing had ever happened and we had a professional work day. But it all feels awkward. So far no gossip has started, but there were enough co-workers who noticed us even two caught us on two even caught us on the way home. Oh. Wait a minute, I ain't reading. There, there were enough co-workers who noticed us that two even caught us on the way home where nothing happened other than me walking her home in the middle of the night. So gossip will be inevitable, uh -huh. I guess. Yeah. Do you have any advice for me? So what are you, what, what, what you going to tell him? Stephen, <clears throat> you know, uh, I, I know y'all had a little drink or two and you were a little tipsy, but... It sounds like there might have been something there that kind of drawed you two together, you knew. And they, they may be, being you kind of probably looking for somebody else, and I don't know what the criteria is there where you work at, but, mm -hmm. it, you know, people's going to talk. It don't make no difference. I'm telling you. And their opinion 
should not mean a thing in the world to you or her if it was something you both enjoy and you was kissing and it might lead to something else and it may lead to a better girlfriend than you had before. So, you know, I would probably have to ask this girl. I said, you know, I enjoyed the other night. Maybe you and I could go out and get something to eat and maybe I can walk you back home again. So we'll just have to see where it goes from there. And, yeah. And, uh, not put any timeline on stuff, just just to see how it works out. Yeah, so just be cool that, about that, it. That'd be my advice for you, Stephen. Yeah. See if you can so build you on it is what you're saying. What do I think? Yeah. Well, yeah, if she's not saying anything and he's not saying anything, maybe they're each waiting for the other person to say something. So, and if that case, you're definitely right. I mean, you never know unless somebody says something. And if everybody else starts saying something and you've not said anything, it's going to make it even harder for you to say something. Oh, yeah. So you need to nip it in the bud. Go ahead and have a talk. Just cross that bit, just cross that bridge, and just keep right on going. There's too many fish in the sea. But uh, work parties are just that is that's dicey. I just think, oh, well, if you can, just try to try to have your fun in a in a different environment. I mean, it just complicates things too much. Yeah, yeah. I just did. I did the best I could do. Yeah, and it was a lot better than me, Steven. Yeah. Well, Link, looks like we've come to the end of another episode from Dispatches from Myrtle Beach. Yep. Uh, I hope y'all have fun with it, had fun with us here today, and just join us next week for another mini dispatch. And if you got a joke or a question you'd like to share with me, email me at ratherbeshagging53 at aol.com. So. I hope you enjoyed the show and y'all just keep watching and keep telling other people about it. Just keep bringing them in. Bring them in. I'm a ski on out of here, Dad. All right. Pop it up. Y'all have a great weekend. I'm skipping skipping out of the wake. Love you, Dad. (laughs) Love you, too. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Oh, bye. (laughs) 